Do you have an interest in building a marriage relationship and a love that lasts? Tune into today's broadcast. and We're going to talk about how to build a successful relationship that connects with the marriage vows that you made uh, those years ago. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Hey, I want to welcome you today to the beginning of a brand new series on a Wisdom for Living. We're going to be talking about building a successful marriage relationship. Man, do we need that uh, in today's culture. Uh, essentially, it's uh, we'll be helping you to see a marriage that, that lasts and, and where it's enjoyable and it's healthy. Uh, and also, for those that are going through struggles, how to divorce-proof your marriage and how to, uh, we're going to be talking about how to cultivate a heart uh, in, in your, how to cultivate an open heart in your mate. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that uh, actually I've learned uh, over the years in pastoring for 27 years. My wife and I have counseled literally hundreds of people and and uh, I learned all of these principles on the Kleenex side of my desk. In other words, where we're counseling people and we're seeing where the problems are and that people are having and then... Um, you know, I, we've, I've done, we've done many marriage seminars and, and again, counseled many. And we've seen so many marriages healed. Uh, and then not only that, but we've seen marriages that were, were healthy in some areas, but weren't, you know, fully complete. They weren't fully one flesh where they were connected with one another uh, intimately, uh, not just in a physical relationship, but where they were not connected intimately, emotionally. And God brought a man and woman together and He said they would not separate. They would allow no space between. For it's God's will that He, that he brings a man and a woman together in marriage. And He said allow no man to separate. And that word separate means allow no space between. And so uh, is there space between... Uh, you and your spouse emotionally, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna heal that. I, I tell people all the time that you know if the grass is looking greener on the other side, then uh, you need to water your own. So, praise God. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get into this today, and this is gonna be. Uh, I know it's gonna help you. So you you may want to uh, encourage your friends and family members to to tune into these broadcasts. Uh, in, in this in this series, because I know it'll be a be a blessing to many. So I want to tell you a funny today. Um, and this is called the tech wedding. So uh, this gal is writing her dad email, dearest daddy, I'm coming home to get married soon, so get out your checkbook, lol. I'm in love with a boy who's far away from me. And as you know, uh, I'm in Australia and he lives in Scotland. We met on a dating website, became friends on Facebook, had long chats on WhatsApp. He proposed to me on Skype 
and now we've had two months of relationship through Viber. My beloved and favorite dad, I need your blessing, good wishes, and a really big wedding. Lots of love and thanks. Your favorite daughter, Lily. <laughs> His answer, my dear Lily, like, wow, really, cool, whatever. I suggest you two get married on Twitter, have fun on Tango, buy your kids on Amazon, and pay for it all through PayPal. And when you get fed up with this new online relationship, sell the guy on eBay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, the, the scripture that, that uh, I paraphrased a moment ago is in Mark chapter 10. And in Mark, uh, Mark 10, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and when they came to him and said, is it okay, Moses said it was okay to write a bill of divorcement uh, if, you know, if we, did, if we were tired of our wives, and then we could, then we could put them away and, and basically trade them in on a new model. And Jesus said in verse 5, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote this precept, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female, for this reason, a man ought to leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they too shall become one flesh, and then they're no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And again, that word separate there means allow no space between. And in this series, we're, we're going to be talking to you about several uh, principles that will that will help you uh, you know, cause emotional connection with your mate where you can have a marriage that's like heaven on earth, uh, where your marriage is the harbor from the storm and not the storm. And then for those of you who are going through marriage challenges, where, where God's going to create a miracle in your marriage. And so uh, we're just going to uh, share several principles that will help you uh, build a successful marriage and divorce-proof your marriage and build a marriage that lasts. And so today I want to talk to you about this principle, and that is love that lasts. Love that lasts. So, you know, in I've done several weddings and, you know, in the marriage vows, um, you know, in fact, today, in today's culture, it's very popular for people to write their own vows. And I've had people, um, you know, I even had one of my children um, and, and their uh, new mate want to write their vows. And I said, look, I'll, you can write your vows, but I'm going to have to read the vows because when, when, um, when, when these vows have to, have to mean what what the word of god says about about commitment about real love and i'm talking about love that lasts and so what what happens is 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 uh people will make uh you know their their a judgment of of love and and their what they're committing to in the in the marriage relationship is all based it's all around what they understand that love means and 
but but listen, there, God God's not confused about the kind of love that causes a marriage to last, and the degree of our commitment and 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 the le- and the level of our uh, really the degree of our commitment uh, will identify the measure and the kind of love that we have, and so I just don't I just don't allow people to write their own uh, if I'm gonna if I'm going to uh, you know, oversee a, cer- a wedding ceremony. I don't li- allow them to write their own vows unless their commitment level that they're talking about is is real agape love. And so, uh, modern day vows today are, are many times I've had had them say things like this: "As long as our love shall last." Well, who's to know how long it will last? And did you marry someone whose love will last for a month? Six months, a year, you know, or or three years, five years, ten years, twenty years. My wife and I have been married over forty years. I'm still married to my first wife, praise God, and I don't have plans to change that. I've got her trained really good now. <laughs> no, it's the other way around, really. <laughs> yeah, why would I want to? Why would I want to take the time to? you know, uh, 40, 40 more years to try to train somebody else, right? Or train me. No, I, I've got a good thing, praise God. But, um, you know, what determines how long your, your, your love will last? How long your marriage will last? What's going to determine that? You know, is it the strength of your feelings of love that makes love last? You know, the song... You know, uh, by the righteous brothers back then, bring back that, bring back that love and feeling. You know, oh that love and feeling. <laughs> you, you remember that song? Anyway, if it's my feelings, you know, then I'm sunk because I can't always control how I feel. You know, it, your your marriage has got to be built on something stronger than than the feeling of love. Now, certainly, love produces feelings and praise God for those feelings. But, you know, there was a young man expressing his love and his commitment to his fiance. And he said, I'll climb the highest mountain for you. I'll swim the deepest sea for you. And I'll see you Saturday night if it doesn't rain. <laughs> I mean, that's not the, that's not the kind of commitment, guys, that's, gonna, that's, that's going to last. That's not the kind of commitment that is that divorce proofs a marriage, and so you know um, these things all describe um, you know the challenges with with people's understanding of love, love, love that's limited by emotion and circumstances and environment and comfort level or convenience. It's not God's kind of love, and it's not it's not a love that lasts. It's not a marriage. It, a marriage that's built on that kind of love is on a faulty foundation, and and you're not you're not going to make it if you if your if your love if your love is based on those kinds of things. Now, God's love, agape love, is described in several ways. Romans five eight, but God demonstrates His own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinning, while we were still separated from Him in in relationship, um, while we were living a life of rebellion and opposition against Him, He gave Himself for us. 
and committing himself to us. That's love that lasts. That's the kind of love that lasts. It's committing yourself to someone irrespective of their reciprocal response to you, irrespective of whether you feel good or irrespective of things going wrong. That's why in many marriage vows, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm committing, I'm committing to love you in sickness and in health. And a lot of people don't like that today because we're not confessing for sickness. But, but the issue is, you know, for richer and poorer, I'm committed to you. No matter what our financial status is, no matter what our health status is. But, you know, it is, that still is a, a, a real commitment of love, God, the God kind of love, because that's, that's the way God commits to us. He said, I love you. I, I died for you. Even when you run from me, even when you don't respond to me appropriately, I, I died for you. I gave, uh, God made the move. I come, and, 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 and that move, he never, he never rescinds it. He never takes it back. And certainly we have to respond to it in order to receive it. But look, that's, that's the love. That's the kind of love that your marriage relationship has to be built upon. And Ephesians 5, 2 says, walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us. So that's how we're to love, my brother and sister. We're, it's unconditional love with no limits. Each of us has to receive his ability to love unconditionally. Uh, and that comes through the new birth because as he is, so are we. So when, he lo- when we receive Jesus as Lord, we have that ability on the inside to love a person unconditionally even when they don't respond appropriately to, toward us. And if God's unconditional love can work anywhere, it can work in our marriage. And, and that's where we need to test it. That's the biggest test of love is in our marriages. The challenge is that there's many different meanings of the word love in the English language. I love my wife. I love God. I love my children. I love hunting. I love shopping, I love my dog, I love my cat, I love steak, I love ice cream. Well, see, the English word love has a broad scope of meanings. And love based on feelings and and emotions, you know, know, basically is, you know, people saying, you know, I'm I'm in love. A lot of times they're really saying, I'm in love with what love does for me. And... A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people are there. I'm in love, but they're really saying, I'm in love with what this person does for me. That's not the God kind of love. You know, and, and, and really, you know, look, if you, if you love ice cream and, and you love your cat or dog on the same level that you love God or love your mate, Houston, we have a problem. And so the, the Greek language uses several words to describe the English word that we call love, and this, uh, so so there there are real love, agape love. That's the God kind of love. Um, it's it's a commitment without conditions. You know, I'll, I'll love you as long as you stay a size six, or until you lose your hair, or until you experience temporary health problems uh, that that keeps you from meeting my needs, that's not God's kind of love. 
That's not a love that lasts. I'll love you and remain committed to you in sickness and health and prosperity and financial difficulty in old age as well as youth till death do us part. That's agape kind of love. That's love without limits. That's a kind of love that that you make uh, the, the the you know that when, when you're making your your vows and commitment and in your marriage vows, kind of commitment that you make determines the qual- determines the quality of your marriage relationship. So there are four different levels of love in marriage. I'm going to describe them with the Greek word. I'm not I'm not going to get off into you know, the Greek language that much, but it, it will give you a picture of what it really means. So agape is the first one. We've talked about that already. It's, it's God kind of love, the ability to see people the way God sees them as valuable and precious. And you give yourself for them. It's unconditional love, regardless of the response to you or, uh, or efforts to please you. It's unchanging commitment. Even on your worst day, uh, their bad hair day, a PMS day, a burn dinner day, or when your husband is a bear day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a love based on your character and your commitment, not theirs. And that's what Ephesians 5.25 says, husbands love your wives. Then that word love there is, is agape. Even as Christ loved or agape the church and gave himself for it. So that's the same word for God so loved the world, John 3.16, that He gave. Real love, agape love, the kind of love that makes a marriage last, uh, gives without demanding a response. And this is the kind of love that will get you through the tough times, that will keep you from bailing out of your marriage relationship when you don't feel in love like like you did when you when you're recording or in the honeymoon stage. And, you know, my, when my wife and I were going together, she had heard, uh, we, were, we were actually engaged, and she heard uh, um, this radio uh, person say, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can just, uh, you know, you can still be friends or whatever. And so she said, well, you know, if it doesn't, she told me, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, we'll, we'll still be friends. And I just... I just pulled the car. We were on our way to a date. I just pulled the car back around and uh, opened the door at her house and said, listen, I love you too much to put you, the, put you through the hell that we went through as kids uh, when my parents divorced. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. I'm committed. Uh, and, and if we're going to get married, I need that. We, we both need to make that commitment. And she closed the door and got back in. And we've been together for 40 years over 40 years, praise God. So the second kind of love is the word called uh, the word phileo. It's the it's actually the Greek word phileo. It means friendship. It's where we get the word uh, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. This is a give and take kind of love. It's a love based on what we see in a person and how we share you know, things that we share in common that gives us mutual pleasure. I'll scratch you're back, you scratch mine. You know, we love the same things. We like to do th- the same things together. We go to the movies together. We, we, we like the same movies. We, we like to do the same things. Uh, phileo, though, this kind of love, it has to have mutual pleasure 
to stay alive. Agape does not because it's an unconditional commitment. Then the third kind of love, and you don't need to worry about remembering these Greek words, but they're a picture of different kinds of love. It's the word stergo, uh, the Greek word stergo. It simply means to cherish affectionately. Um, it involves affection, hugging, and or kissing. And this kind of love is a product of phileo love between two people of the opposite sex over a long period of time. And then finally, there's the word eros, where we get the word, the, in the Greek it's eros, where we get the word erotic. And that's, this is sexual attraction or sexual love. It's where um, this is a product of phileo plus stergo between two people of the opposite sex over a period of time. And I like to say phileo love, which is the friendship love, mutual love, plus stergo, which is affection, hugging, and kissing, minus agape, will always equal eros. And so, in other words, marriage without agape will only last as long as the friendship, the pleasure, the affection, and the physical relationship lasts. And many marriages end up in divorce because the commitment level is only skin deep. But a successful marriage must have the commitment that runs deeper than that. You know, I, I like to tell couples when we're uh, doing premarital counseling, when the kisses get cold and the sex gets old and the dinner gets full of mold, you better have something left in the tank <laughs> if your marriage is going to last. And that something is agape love. It's an unconditional love that lasts. You know, uh, unconditional love uh, that causes parents to demonstrate their love for their children. Think about this for a moment. If you have children, you know how you love them unconditionally. And, and, and think about it, ladies. Uh, it was, it, it was, those, that child was born and giving you excruciating pain and challenging you later with their strong will. And then, you know, it cost you immense financial investment and sleepless nights and sometimes severe emotional uh, torment. And, and never one time, never one time do you ever consider divorcing yourself from your child. You love them unconditionally. You know, you don't ever go back and tell the doctor, you don't want to take this child back. You might have thought it, but you know, all of this you overlook because of your unconditional love without limits toward that child. Yet the same individual, the same person that, that has that unconditional love toward their child, you know, can give, that person can give you a convincing story that they should make exceptions and excuses for not giving the same unconditional love to their mate. Something's dreadfully wrong with that picture. A strong and healthy marriage includes all four levels of love. But listen, here's the point. If all the other levels of love are gone in your marriage, if there's, if there's not mutual pleasure, if there's not affection and kissing, if there's no uh, physical uh, intimacy, you can change that. 
You can change that today. You can all start or restart with your recommitment to agape love. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, Love never fails. If your marriage relationship is failing, it's a love failure. It's a love failure. God so loved that He gave. And you know what? Romans 5, 5 says, By His Spirit, He poured out that love in us that we could release that love toward others. This is the kind of love that lasts. This is the kind of love that will cause you to uh, have a divorce-proof your marriage. This is the kind of love that will help you build a successful marriage relationship. You know, I want to encourage you, uh, if you have the uh, audio or video of your marriage vows, if you're married, go back and watch those. Go back and make that commit recommitment of your of your of agape love toward that toward your mate, unconditional love. And you'll see that, that God will come in. His presence will come in and help you build a marriage that lasts. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wisdom for Living today. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. I want to encourage you to go online today uh, to uh, gregmore.com and order uh, the product that we have for the series about building a successful marriage relationship. Man, I know this is going to be something that will that will help you, uh, even if you have a successful marriage, uh, grow your marriage and kind of give you a marriage tune-up. But also, uh, you may want to uh, purchase this product to give to someone else that's going through a struggle because we're going to teach how to, be, how to divorce-proof your marriage and build a marriage that lasts. So uh, uh, thanks for, uh, for checking out our website and, and for ordering this product. I know it will bless you immensely. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. In his book, Scriptures to Live By, Greg has compiled an arsenal of scriptures in 41 essential categories that will arm you to successfully conquer life's difficulties. Speak the word over your circumstances. Order your copy at gregmore.com today. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. Marriage is the first institution that God created, and it's the first relationship 
after his relationship with man. And there's no higher relationship than the marriage covenant. Not parents, not children, not best friends, not anyone, not anyone except the Lord. And if you want wisdom and success in life regarding uh, your marriage relationship, it's got to be that Jesus is number one and your spouse is number two. And you have to guard that. You really do have to guard that. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.